This is for the nerds, this is for the brainiacs, this is what we deserve Go ahead and play it back, you ain't gonna touch me You're not gonna do nothing, you are not above me I bet you wish you was me, I know that I know What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Only Friends podcast. We have a spicy one for you all today. As always, I'm joined by the one and only, the tortoise, Brian, here. my manager. He's here. Mm-hmm. He's, uh, he's ready to ask all the hard-hitting questions. Dude, I, honestly, I, I got to give you props like right off the bat. Because Don't. you no, no, I'm serious. Like, you really have been like, Who's going gonna through... Who's going to carry the boats? I'm, I'm just saying, he's been, he's been going through all the information all like he's up all night literally like looking at every single detail just to break this entire Steelers Ravens game down for you guys (laughs) it's gonna be a long one so buckle up that's right we got we got Mason back dropping through uh no honestly like he's not entirely wrong I've been grinding (laughs) I've been grinding this info for for days so much of it's in Russian or some other language I I can't really follow um there's there's a lot of Steelers fans in Russia (laughs) you know what there's a Steeler bar there somewhere (laughs) for sure Putin's a fan. Yeah. Uh, we obviously have a, a big show today talking ACR bot ring. Um, you know, we'll, we'll bring back up the GG um, hacking uh, situation that occurred a couple days ago. We have a lot to cover. We have it in the muck uh, towards the end of the show that I hope you guys will stick around for. Guapo, mm. thank you so much for joining us today. You have a you have a big day ahead of you, buddy. Yes, mm-hmm. many, many things to discuss. Why can't everybody just play by the rules? Oh, that's not how the it's world not that works, hard, man. Guys, I it, mean, there's incentive. I get it, but you know, it's, uh, sad. it's a good time to transition. It's a good time to transition to, uh, live? to live poker. Yeah. Live poker is popping, think, man. I think my online poker days are officially—if they weren't officially over like three or four months ago—it's getting close. Definitely over now. Yeah. Mm. Well, you know what, Guapo? It's funny you should mention that because as you're transitioning into the live world. Uh, who better to come to for a little advice than your friends here at Solve for Why? That's right. And it just so happens that we have an academy coming up oh, next yeah. week, uh, January 15th to the 17th. There's still a few seats remaining. So if you guys want to get a hold of that, head over to academy.solveforwhy.io. Let's let's just get the plugs out of the way. Do you, do you have the, the video for this or no? I believe I do. All right, let's just well, roll the clip. <laughs> awkward silence ah, look at that clip that oh, is yeah great... well, well keep it going i mean you know you could mm-hmm. just said you didn't have the clip yeah no, <laughs> yeah the clip no I I yeah i got it <clears throat> hey well, you know we're fast here it's a fast tortoise for what it's worth this is going to be what most of today's like i think mm-hmm. he has somewhere in the neighborhood of 100 assets <laughs> a lot yeah. uh, a, it really is a lot most, to tight. most of go. it is <laughs>
All right, so this is the last chance to sign up. I think we have four or three seats remaining, so be sure to uh, head over to academy.selfwide.io if you're interested, or you can hit hashtag academy in the chat. It'll give you the link. Uh, let's, let's get right to it. Do it. We got a lot going on. Okay, so um, this story, I guess, started to leak two days ago. Let's say Friday, so Wednesday. Um, and we had our hands full coming back. We wanted to discuss the GG uh, hacking situation uh, as well as like their response to all of that. And I know we were a little bit late on that. Um, and we kind of alluded to this uh, over the last two days that, you know, when Patrick put his uh, message out yesterday, kind of calling out all ambassadors and suggesting, you know, they could do better to communicate with the community and we need to do better as a community to hold these sites accountable for our safety, for our security, for refunding um, money that's being stolen from us, uh, we were kind of insinuating, like, who exactly is he talking about? And we we kicked around, like, well, maybe this is a little bit of a shot at Negranu. And then I kind of mentioned, like, well, maybe this is a little bit targeted towards ACR, knowing that this information was, was kind of out there because uh, I was in, you know, a group chat with Tyler, the original poster on 2 Plus 2, and he was making me aware of what was going on and how long this has been going on for. It's a lot, guys. Uh, I mean, we are only going to scratch the surface today. My goal here is to basically just lay out what public information there is, give you a little bit of context based off of my conversations with Tyler and some other sharp people behind the scenes. Um, and then, you know, just discuss ACR's response thus far, what we think can happen moving forward, and, uh, you know, give you guys as much information as possible to chew on over the weekend, because this isn't going to go away in the next 24 hours. It's not going to go away in the next 72 hours. Um, and to double down on this, because this isn't my specialty, like I'm not in the online arena. I, I've never claimed to be, but I know that I am a bit of a naysayer who's been beating the drum of online is dying and it's dying because of the lack of security because of, um, you know, how, challenging it is to overcome rake collusion uh rtas bots all of these things are cutting into win rates and it's just making it very unsustainable moving forward so i've been the naysayer i've been the guy beating the drum saying like just move to live but i also understand that that's my lens i don't play online so i'm not looking for a way to save online necessarily i am an insider in the industry and i do recognize that online is a very important lifeline for this industry to grow. So I don't want to be the person who says burn it all to the ground. I just kind of want to be the guy who's warning everyone that this shit is kind of happening. So instead of me sitting on my soapbox and, and proclaiming that live is the best and online is the worst, I'd rather bring in some experts who are in the arena that can speak to how they battle against this stuff on the daily and what they believe the path moving forward will be. So Sometime next week, I'm, I'm shooting for midweek to give us enough time to prep. Uh, I'd like to bring in a panel of uh, a mixed bag of sorts. People who are playing online, um, you know, industry leaders like Pads. He's already confirmed that he's going to be on. Um, I'm going to reach out to Patrick and Marinelli and a few others that are out there battling in the streets. Uh, also hopeful to get somebody from the security side or the operational side to come in and kind of give their perspective of how they're working hard against this stuff. Um, as well as like some programmers, uh, we're working on getting in touch with, um, 
the lead at Range Trainer, Range Trainer Pro, who actually, uh, I'm kind of skipping ahead here, but was actually able to meet Moneymaker's Challenge in less than 12 hours. Wow. Uh, so that's Matt McElliott. Let's hope that's correct. Elegot. Elegot. Okay. Yeah. Um, he's the, the lead dev at Range Trainer Pro. So for those of you who are not familiar, that is um, affiliated to uh, Learn Pro Poker, who is run by Ryan LaPlante. And I believe that um, the the head of Range Trainer Pro is uh, KL. Uh, so those guys are, you know, they're over there doing great work. He's the lead dev. He built a bot, apparently in minutes. Uh, <laughs> I quote tweeted this is, and I said, it only took 12 hours. And is Ryan, he hundred K richer? So I guess they're working on it. Uh, he reached out to moneymaker moneymaker confirmed. He was the first to have one up and running. And I guess now they're hashing out the details to, to prove that it's, uh, undetectable or whatever. Um, but the, uh, the context was Ryan responded to me and he said, it actually only took him 20 minutes. He was sleeping for most of the 12 hours. He just like woke up this morning and said, Oh, I can do this. And it makes sense because you know, he already has between uh range trainer pro and learn pro, uh, learn pro poker. They have all of the, the database already built. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? It'd be like if somebody at GTO wizard, uh, decided they wanted to employ a bot, right. it wouldn't take much, right? They already right. have the entire database at their fingertips. Mm -hmm. So now it's just a matter of building out the code and, uh, having it functionally, you know, click buttons for you uh, or, or whatever the case may be. So uh, to give you guys further context, because I know I'm kind of jumping around here, um, we're kind of cutting right to the response portion of this. And I, I think that that's actually an okay place to start before we lay out what the, the entire problem is, because the problem is very convoluted. There's a lot of threads to pull at, and I don't want to miss the mark on what matters most to us as the community, right? It's it's not so much about knowing precisely how we're being cheated. It's more about knowing what prevention is taking place moving forward and what type of messaging these operators are sending our way. Now, um, there's a few things I want to touch on uh, before we fully, I guess, like dive in. Um, but when it comes to the response, so th there, there are a couple threads to pull out here. First is the, the video that Pat's put out yesterday, I believe, uh, as well as the response video that, um, uh, Dankness put out kind of further calling the, uh, the, the, the content creators into questions. Um, it's really important to understand that we need to hold someone's feet to the fire. And the issue is, is that these people who represent the sites are, are only go-between. So we do kind of need some sort of messaging, even if it's like bullshit marketing that, you know, quells the community for a time where they, their, their rep is on the line, right? Like if they choose to represent these sites and get paid a, health, a healthy sum to do so, they're willingly saying, uh, you can use my likeness any way you see fit. And if, uh, if that means that I have to go to bat for you, like, so be it, right? So I understand where pads and dankness are coming from, basically asking these people uh, to, to do more with communicating to the, to the community at large. Uh, I also understand someone like All In Pav, who's like, I'm just a streamer for GG, bro. Like, I have no pool. I'm not Jason Kuhn. I'm not Daniel Negreanu. I don't have that kind of connection. Um, and it's kind of like, what do you do? What do you, what, like, wh where, where do you, where do you hold their feet to the fire? Because to me, this is similar to like, you know, you being a, an Instagram, uh, influencer 
and putting some product in one of your stories or one of your posts. And then you find out later that that product is uh, built in a sweatshop. It's like, well, you know, what do you, what do you want me to do, man? Right. Like, I got to pay my bills too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I've gone mute. <laughs> so it is kind of one of those things where it's like, um, I understand the desire to want more. I also understand the desire for those guys to want to stay silent, right? Like they got paid and nobody's asking them to speak. Now I bring all of this up because I think everybody was very disappointed in the response from the ambassadors of GG, right? We, we got real, really no communication. And though I think that they did a fairly good job uh, from the PR standpoint, there is that big gap of, we don't know what would have happened if the community didn't suss this out, right? I think the reason why I, I let them off a little bit easier is because they do have that um, sort of structure in place where nobody can win too much without getting kicked off the site. Um, and that gives me some confidence mm -hmm. that uh, there aren't hundreds of these hackers who were able to take advantage of the thumbs up, thumbs down thing or if they were, they were only able to do it for a small amount of money before right. getting kicked off for winning too much, right? There's uh, some sort of fail safe. Yeah, yeah, to some degree. Now, does that make it okay with the way that they uh, approach the whole thing? Not necessarily. Uh, and would we like to see more messaging? Absolutely. Like, mm -hmm. we want follow-up to this. Would love to hear from the ambassadors, of course. And we want them, more importantly, a guy like Daniel or uh, maybe less so Jason because he's not so much in the public eye, um, we want them to increase our community's trust again, like earn it back, you know, because you guys had no problem selling us the product. And that's where Pads' uh, criticism comes from. And I recognize it and understand it. It's very reasonable. You had no problem selling us the product. Now, when the product is damaged, you kind of wash your hands of it and say like, hey, that's not me, man. Talk to the higher ups. Mm -hmm. And we don't have access to the higher ups necessarily, right? So I get where, where the frustration is coming from. And I think it's very valid. Uh, and, and I share in it to some degree. Um, I think that the other thing that we're kind of wondering about is like, where is the integrity council that was put together during the Ali and Jake thing? Like, was that just something to uh, kind of, you know, pass us through this tough time where, you know, a known cheater or a known cheating ring uh, was kind of sussed out and we're never getting the millions back that they took but at least now this integrity council was put together to ensure that moving forward, we won't have to deal with something like this. Moving. Well, it's like, here we are. Yeah. You know, I think in order to use the integrity council, don't we have to have someone's feet to kind of hold to the fire? Or are we talking about the integrity council holding the actual operators uh, accountable? Well, the integrity council was put together by GG, so it's difficult for them to hold the operator accountable. Um, but like Pad spoke about his contract with Party, I believe. And he basically said, uh, you know, I was known as annoying Patrick because <laughs> anything that was going to be negative to the community at large, he would push back on. And he said he had it written into his contract that like if ever there was a protest against Party, he would align with the players. And I think that that is incredibly sharp. Yeah. Right. Uh, he said that he passed on a lot of other lucrative opportunities because they wouldn't give him that language in his contract. Yeah, it sounds like he shot himself mm -hmm. in the foot. Well, well no, we do it all the time. Yeah, financially he did, but not saying, ethically, yeah. right? right? Like he wanted to be, he wanted to have the free reins to to support what's right and and be with the people, which that's that's. Kind I, of I what think he that's was very saying. noble. Yeah, and that's I think, what he was saying in his in yeah. his. Uh, and I video. think we should expect that 
a little bit more from these ambassadors. So when it comes to the integrity council, I mean, I, I think personally what it is, is that we need them to, uh, kind of play middleman, mm -hmm. both hold the, hold the operators to a, a slightly higher standard and force their hand to kind of, you know, react and respond. And then at the same token, represent us, right? Now it's difficult, obviously, because if Gigi creates the Integrity Council, then you assume that the Integrity Council needs to be loyal to them. But listen, I, I've, I, I've spoken to the people that are like pretty high up in almost every single company with the exception of ACR. And even at ACR, like there's plenty of people that we all know pretty well that are tapped in, right? All of them have growth in mind. All of them are trying to take strides in order to ensure that their product doesn't disappear. They all recognize that online is in trouble in some capacity. And as a byproduct, poker may be in some sort of trouble, right? Because we don't necessarily know if live will flourish without the existence of online. The entire boom online has been one of the driving navigators, right? So we don't know what happens if that disappears. So I, I want it to be clear that like, you know, we villainize all of these corporations because they're billion dollar industries and they're raking us to death and, you know, they don't seem to give a shit. And maybe that's true sometimes, but I don't think it's always true. Uh, so I guess I'm basically painting this picture because I do think the Integrity Council would be a helpful uh, force here. We're just disappointed we're not hearing from so them. So when you paint that picture, it sounds like there isn't a lot of incentive for like the big three to really do anything like I think it was five or six months ago when Caesars Palace and MGM was attacked. Um, mm -hmm. We saw what kind of impact that had on them financially, right? Right. Um, would it be asking too much or am I thinking too, um, I don't want to say utopian, but if we said, if they actually took the accountability, let's say Nagy just says, okay, you know what? We're going to shut things down for three weeks, four weeks. Mm -hmm. Does he lose a lot of market share and... Will he get that back when they're up and running and says, hey, you know what? We've made significant changes to our security. We made significant changes on how we detect bots. Um, is there incentive? Um, it's difficult. It's difficult and it's, it's above my pay grade. Uh, <laughs> I think that we could talk about potential solutions down the line because uh, I'm, I'm kind of in line with you and the way that you're thinking. Uh, the difficulty is like, yes, you're going to lose short-term market share. Uh, will you regain it? through consumer confidence in the long run, perhaps, perhaps, but you have to have a pretty strong go-to-market strategy. Um, well, well, speaking of strong, I mean, that's, that's a strong sales point. If you can say, hey, look, sure. we shut things down and there is no place safer to play online than our site, I feel like that's a pretty, that's a pretty strong pitch. It is a yeah. strong pitch, but, but we well, as do, consumers- How do we know the truth right, of it? We right. as consumers are yeah. at the show me or blow me stage. Yeah. You know, like uh, <laughs> we're not nice, taking right. anyone's word for it at this point. <laughs> So uh, I, I bring as a, as a Pittsburgh phrase. <laughs> I think I've heard that in a few underground games in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's a uh, shout out to Oaken. That's his favorite <laughs> showdown phrase. Um, so I bring all of this up because the response from the ambassadors of ACR was very different than GG's. They came out with a united front and maybe their messaging wasn't all consistent, but it was very pro ACR, right? Uh, DePaulo immediately came out and said, all we have is a list of winners. And that doesn't prove anything that these guys are botting. Like you guys could just be framing a bunch of people, which love you, DePaulo, but like, you know, do your homework a little bit more. Obviously 
this isn't just like some thread that popped off a few days ago and suddenly took took light like we're going to demonstrate these threads go all the way back to 2019 mm -hmm. you know th this this guy tyler is an industry insider he doesn't want like you know his information revealed or anything like that but he is very much in the know and very much in a position to suss out these bot rings and help the security of whoever would be interested in listening to him um so you know DePaulo basically comes out and says like we don't know shit like these guys could all just be winning players you guys are jumping to conclusions yada 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 uh initially i think rob coon kind of mirrored that messaging and then maybe in my opinion one of you know what it's not even the worst pr move acr had this month uh based off of <laughs> Nagy, Nagy's response to a Sunday shutdown was to do a Twas Their Night Before Christmas parody of uh, them getting the site up and running again. And try, <laughs> honestly, like, it's remarkable how fucking bad we are in this community at, at just, like, simple business tactics, tactics marketing, uh, marketing you know, ethics, whatever, all of it, all of it is like, it's so abundantly clear that nobody with an MBA in this industry at all mm -hmm. is in a position to do shit, which is wild, man. It's just wild. Like, how is this entire industry bootstrapped by just a bunch of guys who want to start a company? Like, <laughs> if ever, you know how there's that whole meme of like when something uh when like global politics pops off or, or COVID or whatever everybody in poker becomes an expert mm -hmm. i feel like that's how we've built all of our businesses in poker <laughs> like guys who were just competent at the game yeah. decided that they're a fucking expert in something else mm -hmm. and now all of a sudden you know they're they're popping up a, right. a an online poker site or, or whatever the case may be i digress uh so the second worst response in this month i guess uh by acr was moneymaker and ebony deciding to take to uh the airwaves and issue a public challenge that public challenge was <laughs> moneymaker saying um i'll give a hundred thousand dollars if you can prove that you can bot acr i believe our security security team is so strong that nobody will be able to uh productively bot without getting caught right so five thousand hands of botting i don't care if you if you uh program a losing bot uh, as long as you're able to play for five thousand hands i'll give you a hundred thousand dollars wow my response to this was twofold. Okay, first of all, uh, this is a terrible idea for two reasons. The number one reason why this is a bad idea is because you're now subjecting the rest of your player pool to a bunch of people who are botting attempting to win this prize. Yeah. And if they're competent at, at this at all, they're not going to program a losing bot. They're going to program a, a break-even bot or a slightly winning bot or you know, something like that that adds a little bit of win rate on top, right? Because it's... It's all about just the strategy that you employ. You know, mm -hmm. it's it's not easier to create. Matter of fact, it's probably harder to create a losing bot mm -hmm. than it would be to just take a single size um, strategy from like something like a wizard database, yeah. and then turn it into a bot, right? So uh, first and foremost, you're you're just asking the site to be infiltrated it's with like, a new set of bots that are free rolling right it's kind of like a bank being like i bet you can't break into our vault go ahead and try if you get in we'll give you a hundred thousand dollars on top of it i mean yeah it's just gonna like incentivize people to 
Well, I mean, I, at I least get, at the bank, at least yeah. at the bank level, you don't mind white white hat hackers because it does stress test your security, right? And you expect it to come, and you also, but yeah, you're right. Then you have like the nefarious people who uh, they don't care about the reward if they right. can get in and steal from you, they just mm -hmm. do, and then they make off with it because it's a free roll, yeah, right. Um, the reason why this doesn't fall into the white hat hacker group, in my opinion, is because if these bots do exist as are suggested through the, the two plus two thread, et cetera. They've been going undetected for quite some time. And it seems as though they basically recycle every three months or so. That, that was what was implied in the two plus two thread is that there's a new wave. So like, you can't just, you can't just have like a single, a single methodology in dealing with bots, right? Like, Oh, we stopped screen scraping and anybody who tries to screen scrape will get, uh, you know, eliminated or detected as a, a botter. Right? Screen scraping is um, it's it's whenever uh, you run an algorithm to pull the pertinent information off of the screen in order to allow the machine to right. to understand what's happening. Um, so it's like, yeah, maybe that's one one methodology of prevention, but you know, it, it's going to be clear pretty quickly to the botters that like, okay, that's the next challenge that we have to overcome. So like every few months or so, they're going to evolve. And that's always going to be the case, right? And it's never going to be on the poker sense. It's always going to be on the tech side. Because again, they don't need to have a very sophisticated strategy. They, they don't need to be winning 10 to 20 big blinds per hundred. They just need to be profitable. If you right. can win a half a big blind per hundred and just employ these things 24-7, you just print, mm -hmm. you know? Especially when you have so many of Multiple, them. Multiple, right? Right. Correct. Um, shout out to Weston for hitting us with a super chat. We appreciate you. He said, I made a working ACR bot from scratch in about five hours. Wow. And, and that makes a ton of sense, mm -hmm. right? Uh, so anyway, getting back to, to what I was saying, the other reason why this is really bad outside of just, you know, fulfilling or, or fully fully uh, subjecting your, your users to now bots is that catching somebody building a non-sophisticated bot, like basically... If you if, if the challenge succeeds for for moneymaker side and nobody can do it, it just means that nobody was incentivized to build something sophisticated enough to capture a hundred thousand dollars when they could just capture millions. Yeah. So what I mean by that is, if these bots are ex in existence and they've been in existence for a long period of time, the sophistication that they've uh, iterated up to, you know, they might be on like bot team version twelve point in which case, like, each one is going to be more sophisticated than the last. To reach that level of sophistication is going to take some period of time, testing, and, and all this other methodology. And once you get there, you're just taking millions out of the prize pool or mm -hmm. out of the player pool. If you're taking millions, you're not going to turn yourself in for 100K. Right. So these non-sophisticated versions getting flagged by security and demonstrating that, like, they don't have a bot problem is not the same. Right. So if he was correct and no one could build the bot, it just means that nobody was really incentivized to break security down. Right. Yeah. They just they, they weren't dealing with the level of sophistication of what may already be out there. So these two things don't cancel each other out. And secondarily, if somebody can break the security with a simple bot, that also doesn't necessarily prove or disprove that this bot ring is or is not in existence. So the challenge, in my opinion, it's just a very mediocre stress test of whether or not the security can handle uh, capturing bots in real time. And it looks as though the answer is no. So it seems as though there's a bunch of people who were able to build bots 
in a very short period of time, Matt being the first to employ it. And from all accounts of what we're seeing on Twitter, they beat the challenge. Well, doesn't they have to play 5,000 hands? Correct. And, and not get caught. So like that probably hasn't happened yet. I, I mean, 5,000 hands of their multi-tabling would take no time. Especially Five, with many. Okay, you're talking, yeah, like, they're, you're they're, talking hours? Well, if they're 10 tabling, you could yeah. do it in five hours. Okay. You know? Yeah. Uh, right. If they're playing or, blitz. Oh, sorry, no, sorry, no, sorry. No, no. If they're That's playing blitz, it's going to go look quicker, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Sorry. So 100 hands per table. If you're playing 10 tables, that's 1,000 hands an hour. Uh, so Five hours? Yeah, you're looking at five hours. Yeah, okay. that was right. Yeah, you, yeah well, each table, you can do 100 hands in an hour. Roughly, yeah. Right. Uh, may, maybe it needs to be yeah. blitz. Whatever. Okay. Under 10 hours, for right. sure. Within, within one day... You, you should be able to prove it. And right. from what I'm, you know, reading in the threads, like it seems as though like that process has already began or the, it doesn't matter. It, it truly doesn't matter. This is just a really bad, bad response mm -hmm. from the ambassadors. This is not what, and I, I love Chris. I think Chris's heart was absolutely in the right place. In the right place. Right. Yeah. And I mean, to his defense, uh, it seems like he's been fed false information. Right? Correct. Right. It's Security's like, telling him like right, nobody can like, yeah, buy. Like, nobody could be, ever do it this. Might not so be go out false. and tell them that it might not be false information. It just could be bad. Bad information. Whatever. Or yeah. Naive. He right, was misled. Right. Is yeah. basically. Right. I mean, the information he was given was not correct. Correct. Is what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that's probably true. And look, I love Chris. I think his heart is in the right place. I think he was trying to actually honor Pads' video and say, like, okay, well, this is our opportunity. Like, yeah. you know, shit's going down, and everybody's disappointed with GG's response. So let's be the site that gets in front of this. Mm -hmm. Let's just take it head on. And I admire that because I think that that is the right approach, but this isn't it. You know, this this isn't the, the, the proper uh, way to go about it. Right, because you're not saying come cheat. You're not saying come cheat ACR. You're, you're saying come cheat our player pool. Essentially, yeah. like, are they going <laughs> to refund? Like, if, if you have a winning bot over 5,000 hands, are they going to refund that money to everybody that, that yeah. lost? Mm -hmm. yeah. Right. It's not the company that's at risk. It's, it's your player pool. It's, right. It's the people that support you. Right. And to talk about the white hacking stuff, um, Jason brought up what is probably like the, the common response to this to defend Moneymaker. And I, I think it's a reasonable one, but it's just, uh, it, it, it's just, it's a shallow thought, basically. He said, how is this different than if somebody found a vulnerability in JP Morgan and has the option to either report it for 100000 or use it to line their pockets illicitly? The only real difference I see is that the legal consequences if you steal from JP Morgan is much greater than stealing from ACR. My response to that, and I think that this is a really big point to get home and why I think this was such poor form from Moneymaker, is uh, the difference is, in this instance, we haven't publicly uncovered how they're vulnerable. We mm -hmm. don't know the security, right? Yeah. We just know that they are vulnerable, right? So it's not the same as like knowing how JP Morgan is vulnerable and having the golden goose in one hand or the moral truth in the other with the ability to get rewarded maybe one one hundredth of the amount, right? Like I could just be a scumbag and take a hundred million from JP Morgan or I could take the ethical route and take a hundred thousand and help them patch their product. Who knows which way that goes? But the reason why this is different is because we, the public that are being asked to create these bots, don't know how they're vulnerable. Mm -hmm. We just know that they're probably susceptible to bots. So in this instance, the better analogy would be to, uh, if a challenge was issued to the public, to reward proof of insider trading in the stock market, right? And the way that you uh, demonstrate that is proving that you made a successful 
uh, purchase through insider information. Anybody who has the insider information is just going to fucking buy the stock. <laughs> they're not going to. They're not going to yeah. demonstrate uh, that. Like we all know, insider trading exists, mm -hmm. and we just don't have access to the information. Right. Much like in this case, we don't have access to the leak in the security. We're just all pretty confident that it's there. So this doesn't actually stress test the thing that it needs to stress test, which is where the security breaks down mm -hmm. at a sophisticated level. Right. Right. All it's going to stress test is if the security breaks down at a non-sophisticated level. And it seems as though that might be true as well. We're not really sure. Sounds like poker needs their own SEC. Is that what it's called? Security yeah. Exchange Commission. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, regulation would be nice. Uh, I feel like we don't. Hmm, that's interesting. We don't really that, worry. Are they willing to open up the books for like an independent? Well, yeah, but I, I don't know that. Well, okay. I mean, that will go get all the way into like the KYC stuff, and maybe that's exactly what makes know your customer. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think that might be the layer that makes like regulated sites like WSOP much safer. Like we don't concern ourselves with bots on WSOP. Right, and because the only, they fall underneath Nevada Gaming. Correct, and by being under Nevada Gaming, they have to follow strict mm -hmm. KYC policy. Yeah. You cash a tournament for 5K, you get, a, you get a W-2. Right. You know, When you sign up, you have to like send them a picture, your driver's license, Everything. all, the, all the, the bells and whistles of right. KYC. Yeah. Right, Everything. So um, I, think that, uh, I think that that's probably a really valid step in the right direction for a solution. The issue is there isn't very much soft money on WSOP. What does that mean? Well, there isn't a bunch of whales. Oh. Guapa's still playing. Sure. <laughs> oh, fuck you. Um, but, <laughs> That's such a low blow. But, no, you aren't playing. That's all right. But the, uh, you Thanks. know, when, 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 you're, when you're looking at like something like ACR, this is Bitcoin fueled, right? So uh, the money can come from anywhere. You don't, same thing with GG, um, less so with party and uh, poker stars, I believe. So because party and poker stars are in regulated markets in the United States, I think that they're much stronger with their KYCs. Whereas like GG, um, I, I believe uh, ACR, and then I'm not sure about uh, the other things or, or the other working sites like Ignition, etc. Um, I think that they don't really operate much with KYC because they're mostly operating in crypto, in um, agents, you know, there's a lot of layers between the actual operator and the consumer when it comes to the payouts. Uh, there's a lot of peer-to-peer -peer transfers. There's a million ways to like move money and stuff. So mm -hmm. by not knowing your customer, um, I, I think that they get themselves in a situation where now these accounts, because a big part of the bot farming is the ability to make thousands of accounts. Well, yeah, right. exactly. Uh, right. And so, they don't necessarily need to be tied to an actual human being. I don't know if they do or don't. But it seems as though it's not. A lot of times it's just an email address or something That's like that. That's what I'm saying. Right. right. There, right. There's no identification. There's mm -hmm. no like. Yeah. Even if there is, it seems as though like make it up. their due diligence isn't that high. So right. yeah, yeah, you could just create, you know. It's not to the standard Mike of, Jones. Of, of what KYC brings. Correct. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think that, I, I know I'm jumping all over the place, but I think that that is uh, probably a big aspect uh of of what is generating this problem so regularly right because if you make it harder to actually get your money without proper documentation then yeah yeah but as that. poker players that doesn't really that it, it's a catch-22 we like the fact anonymity. that anonymity 
what anonymity to some degree but more specifically anonymity around money right mm -hmm. like we like the fact that we're able to just like transfer to one another we like the fact that we can do peer-to-peer -peer stuff that we can just uh you know fire a bitcoin yeah, we want we want it to be convenient it's really fucking hard to get money on party poker right like it's it's partly um from my understanding like why a lot of the high stakes stuff died because the way that their payment processors are set up like i think they really limit even the, the highest buying players to small amounts i remember I, i'm not sure about this we can double check when he's on next week but i think i remember pad saying that like uh he would have to like bankroll manage on party to the point where like he wouldn't play his normal abi if his account was starting to dip because he'd have to win something and he before. knew he couldn't get the money on correct it. yeah wow. like you know you're limited to a couple thousand dollars here and there uh wsop is a lot better about this but even still outside of going to the cage and handing them bricks mm -hmm. it's kind of tough to get like large sums on wsop yeah during covid whenever it was really popping off and like there was 100 200 frequently going it was hard it was hard to get like a hundred thousand on there because you, you'd have daily limits weekly limits all this other stuff and you know it's all big picture good for the security of the game mm -hmm. but as a player it's a frustrating thing right. to have to deal with now at least wsop we do have the ability to go deposit live uh that's not gonna be you know it's not really the case with the other ones right. as far as i know but uh it may be a direction that uh we can consider things taking um in the future uh shout out to steven northrup hit us with a super chat he said i'm banned on acr but i use black chip with no problems that's another aspect right we talk about you know the black the, chip what's black chip it's just a, skin. It's a different skin right? oh, yeah. gotcha. so we talk a lot about like the communication between actual sites themselves and how it would be nice to see some cooperation in getting a black book and having you know people banned they're not even doing it necessarily within their own skins mm -hmm. you know if you can get banned from one and then just open another skin like that just demonstrates how easy it is to continually create and recycle new accounts right um let's get into the allegations a little bit from uh the two plus two poster tyler rm um i know we've talked a fair amount already without really laying it all out but i just want to kind of discuss uh, what he posted and why we should have some concern here uh as well as like a few threads that we can maybe tug at as a community at a, at a whole to try to get to some answers so the original post went up january 3rd uh 2024 and he basically said i've been monitoring the development and profitability of poker bots uh sorry monitoring and developing the development and profitability of poker bots has become an increasingly challenging task below are my findings related to the bots identified on wpn winning poker network uh and he puts a graph up that is basically straight up zero to ten million um so this is essentially a collection of screen names that he lists below i think it's i don't remember how many screen names it is in total um is this jeremy jeremy uh who 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 put this up tyler 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 uh tyler rm um <clears throat> so uh i'm not sure exactly how many screen names there are it looks like there's probably well over 100 in each grouping he has uh two groups uh an mtt nicknames part one mtt nicknames part two and then the cash nicknames which are far fewer it looks like that's only about 30 to 40 ish uh suspected bots um and then you know he includes some graphs uh in the thread as well uh, sorry he included some uh responses in the thread and then he sent me some of these graphs so this is what the hand to note output looked like um for those of you guys wondering where this came from he also 
uh, attached a file that has all the MTT cash hands, or sorry, all the MTT hands and all the cash hands as well. And a few sharp people that are really good with data ran it through hand to note. This is what they came up with. So this is the MTT group one. You can see that they're winning about 10 big blinds per hundred. Uh, they pulled around 200,000 in profit. Um, this is MTT group two, uh, pulled about 300,000 in profit winning. Oh, sorry. That's 300,000 big blinds. My apologies. Uh, so I don't know that's what that converts to a lot more. Uh, it's a lot more money. <laughs> well, I guess we do know what it converts to because of the thread. It, it's going to roughly be 10 million when it's all said and done. Uh, and then you can see the cash game bots. Uh, they're making about two and a half big blinds per hundred. It's a nice red line. Really nice yeah. red line. Uh, and that's uh, really great. You pointed that out Guapo. Um, and you can go back to the MTT bots as well, or graph really quickly. Um, I just want to see, okay. Is the red line negative on both of them? Go back uh, one more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. it's almost flat on the first. Okay, well, so it's almost like flat it's on the first. But in the cash one, this is a really critical thing to uh, to look at. Um, this this is one of the most inhuman graphs that you'll see, <laughs> in the sense that it's very hard, if not downright your impossible. Your red line's higher than your blue line. No, no, oh. to have them both be positive. Oh, right, right, right. It's so, and this is what we saw with the um, the user on GG the hacker is his red a, line and blue line were both positive mm -hmm. which led us to believe he must have some sort of clairvoyance in order to do so because what it indicates is that you are all your bluffs get through and all your value gets paid off exactly yeah exactly at showdown at you have stake, value Matt? um i don't know it just okay. says 400 plus because i know it's smaller stakes so it's, it looks it's like much it's much easier to have a, a positive red line but i think it's as soon not as about having a positive red line it's about having both of them be in the positive together it's easy to have a positive red line but your blue line suffers traumatically right like it's very easy to have a positive red line uh you you're just finding nodes where people fold too often right but if people are folding too often that means it, when you have value they're also you don't folding get, you don't too get often yeah you don't right get so value. your blue line plummets there should be a very large gap between the two if you're a redliner so to speak yeah. right um it's it's very difficult to do what we see there like yeah this is very reasonable seeing like that massive gap between blue line and red line that is very attainable. Uh, well, I mean, having a blue line that high is insane. <laughs> yeah, it's a, this, this looks more like one of my graphs. There you yeah. go. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I, and I mean, like, you know, this is somewhat indicative of, like, the sophistication of the bot, um, which somebody, uh, MTT Database Review put out a, a tweet today that basically clarifies, and I think that this is important to, to understand because I think it's very relevant. It also applies to the cash game bot. Um, they're not that sophisticated, right? And I, I've kind of mentioned this a bunch. They don't need to have world-class strategy here, right? That's not the goal. The aim is just to have win rate. Mm -hmm. As long as you have win rate and perhaps even rake back, I don't know if they're that that uh, blazing, oh, but or brazen rather. But yeah. uh, you know, if, if they are, you know, they're just oh, collecting so much rake back, just for sure. All that just play, just, just, just so much. Yeah, those things running twenty four hours a day, yeah. Um, so he basically said, I want to clear up a few things about the ACR bots that I've looked through, uh, those MTT nicknames from the two plus two thread. This is not any sort of sophisticated play. It's not using GTO wizard or anything along those lines. Uh, those players are playing extremely weird, unique strategies. And I've seen a lot of different play styles in my coaching career with weird frequencies, weird sizings, and surprisingly massive leaks, but also a couple things that work very well versus population. They're all playing extremely similar but they seem to be split into two categories which play few spots differently. For example, one group ISOs around 45%, small blind limp. Uh, the other one ISOs around 90%. 
It should be extremely easy to detect them even after just a few thousand hands. By the way, at the moment of writing this post, a lot of, cur a lot of them are currently playing in tournaments in the 55-25k guarantee. Is, uh, it's roughly one on each table. Oh my god, that's a lot. It is a lot. And it this this post actually speaks to why I think this went undetected for such a, a long period of time too. Uh, post Joey calling it out around 2020 is that they don't feel like they're winning much. And if you if you're a good player, you don't mind them in the pool because you're probably winning from them, right? Mm -hmm. You just see like erratic play, and yeah. you just but, but over the, the field they they they're winning a half a big that's line. the problem. It's like uh, that's hard to detect. Correct, correct. So it's like whenever they're just absolutely raking the rest mm -hmm. of the field over the coals, you see what we see, yeah. and now ten million gets taken out of the yeah. the, the population. It, it, it's it's important to to see the difference between you know uh, a hacker that you know a super user and and a bot correct because right? the super user you're gonna see massive massive win rates mm -hmm. with the bot you're not right it'd Absolutely. be like someone stealing from bank accounts and just taking a nickel from like mm -hmm. correct a million like off the space people, right yeah. Take the penny yeah, 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 yeah right yeah over and over again to have a analogy. bunch of money great analogy yeah. um okay so uh that carries us then into the first thread that i want to tug at and this is uh, not related to Tyler specifically. This is maybe born off of uh, some, some posts that Tyler has made throughout the years. There was uh, one that Tyler made dating back to, I think, 20, 2020, um, 2019 maybe. Uh, I don't have it in front of me. But basically, um, I do have the files uh, that he sent. But unfortunately, I couldn't translate them in enough time. And there was literally... It was literally over a hundred thousand screenshots, as well as voice <laughs> recordings. Uh, so, uh, sorry. B before I before I pull at this first thread, let's pull at this other one that is related to Tyler. Um, so he had over a hundred thousand screenshots that were taken um, throughout the years, as well as some voice recordings. And uh, I I'm not sure where the um, the recordings actually come from as far as like the the voice node but uh sorry i'm just looking through my notes really quickly so i make sure i get this right um so it looks like uh there were bots or bot reports for 2018 2019 2020 okay i'm pulling up the the thread now this this is actually on two plus two as well i believe um and you know it's it's a downloadable file that anybody can go around and and mess with. Um, all of those reports include screenshots as well as some voice recordings from what is perceived to be the uh, the I, I hate to use the word corporation, but like the organization that is somehow behind this, and it essentially seems to imply that this is very well organized has many layers to it that uh it will be able to be replicated and duplicated at at you know sort of a mass uh volume approach now to what degree uh acr is able to suss this out and get things like removed we're not really sure uh we know that like in 2020 when joey kind of blew the whistle on all of this to begin with maybe it's 2019 ish um ACR had a very strong response and there was this perception that there were fewer bots infiltrating the games thereafter and it could be that they were actually targeting this specific organization that seems to have thousands of accounts um, but that's a little bit unknown at this point 
What is known, though, is that there is a poster who goes by the name of BST5219. He posted in 2019, all the way back to when Joey was initially blowing the whistle. And he began to out this organization. It was called Neolab. So the website was neolab.io. Uh, they had, um, it, it says, all the information about these companies can be found on, the, on this Russian website, uh, rusprofile.ru. Unfortunately, it's only in Russian language, so you have to translate it. Um, and then it also seems as though there was a branch in the US called neopokerlab.com. Now, all these links are dead uh, as of 2024, I believe. But uh, this thread is really fascinating if you have the desire to kind of comb through. It's basically saying that they're able to use their own AI. They have the ability to hack any SSL encryption of any room and using the video capture card uh, to grab the picture. So they're not screen scraping. Uh, because of two and three, they're very difficult to detect. And the uh, suggestion then is that they've been able to do this now en masse for years upon years. Um, the, uh, the other thing to look into then is how is Tyler, uh, like sussing this out or, or what, whatever the case may be. And the short answer to this is like, you know, it's not just a community initiative. Uh, he's, he's very well versed in, uh, the security measures of online. So he's out there kind of being the bot stopper, uh, actively. So this is something that, you know, he actively works on. That's why I believe he made the initial post on 2 plus 2 because it's getting to a point now where uh, sites are kind of turning their ear or, or turning a blind eye to him and he wants more community reinforcement to demonstrate like, look, this problem does exist and I have a fair amount of proof to demonstrate this sort of problem. So look, I didn't come through the hundred thousands or the hundreds of thousands of hands that were submitted to hand to note. I didn't, I couldn't come through the hundreds of thousands of screenshots, uh, that were in another language because it's a needle in a haystack. Like I need somebody who is both, uh, fluent in whatever language they're already written in and mm -hmm. capable of going through all of the screenshots, listening to the recordings and then being able to say like, okay, uh, screenshot number six, 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 nine is, uh, going to demonstrate, you know, some sort of like thing that that is implicit uh or complicit to um showing that they're botting or whatever the case may be but uh the evidence is there right it's there for people to comb through it's there for people to 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 kind of figure out on their own the other thread to pull at and this is what joey was texting me about last night um and we were able to find a couple threads on two plus two one from 2022 and one as recent as yesterday um they are basically talking about how the majority of the bot rings that exist are specifically targeting a skin under the WPN network called PokerKing.com. Now, I didn't even realize this was a site. PokerKing, as I know it, was an app that used to exist that eventually bought WPT and became WPT Global. This is not that. PokerKing.com is not what the 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 head company that that uh owns wpt right. there's a there's a clear segregation here so it is some sort of skin uh that exists on the wpn network and if we you know to give you guys the the cliffs of this thread basically um this guy submitted a bunch of information from uh plo 400 to 2k 
demonstrating a lot of suspicious activity and a lot of uh, screen names that he believed to be bots. Um, there's a lot of spoilers throughout this thread, but, you know, effectively, um, he submitted all this to, to ACR, got no response, eventually reached out to Nanonoku, uh, seemed to have a back and forth with him. Nanonoku kind of said, like, look, my hands are tied. I only get to see what they send me type of stuff. Uh, and there isn't much I can do. Um, and, you know, the guy threatened to go public. Nanonoku said, like, from the way you're wording it, it sounds like you're already going to. And the communication kind of cut from there. Uh, so it is looks, Nano still uh, the head guy for security over there? According to this thread, he's, he was never the head. He's just a consultant. Okay. And I don't know how accurate that is. So if I'm, if I'm incorrect about that and Nanonoku is actually like, you know, the head of security or something, feel free to correct me. But according to this thread, he's just a consultant who doesn't work full time, but does get to see and scrutinize uh, the major red flags that, that come across his desk. Um, so eventually what, what the, the culmination of all this was, was that he ends up getting banned from, uh, I don't know if it was pokerking.com or if it was the WPN network completely. Um, but in any event, uh, they wrote him an email that said, hello, we hope this email finds you well. Considering your lack of cooperation, we are sorry to say that we no longer feel comfortable conducting business with you. Your account will be enabled for the following 72 hours so you can withdraw the remaining balance. After that, your account will remain indefinitely closed. And they give him a link to winningpokernetwork.com slash security and game integrity. Uh, and then they cite something in their TOS permanent ban allowing to withdraw their funds and basically explains, you know, the protocols that he'll have to go through in order to, uh, to exit. So it seems as though there's some correlation between this skin and making it easy to create accounts to bot with. And that's probably the simple long and short of it is that something about that skin uh, is less scrutinizing when it comes to new accounts. That's the only thing that I can really deduce from this. Uh, he kind of implied that PokerKing.com was uh, a different company than, than WPN and they may have like some sort of like licensing deal between each other or some sort of like uh, partnership in some capacity, but that maybe the security of one is not necessarily overlapped by the other. I'm not really sure. Um, it was a long thread to kind of dig through and it was, uh, it was it was specific, but also there was a lot of like noise to kind of come through. Um, but then Joey kind of reiterated this to me last night and said, like, PokerKing.com is like where the bots are infiltrating. That's where they're getting access to the pool. And he told me to like look into it a little bit further. I fell into another two plus two thread uh, posted by Krust Krustofsky, um, and he basically said uh, the answer is PokerKing. It's a Russian poker site which is on WPN, but not owned or operated by WPN. Look into Poker King and you'll find what you're looking for. Uh, he then reiterated, you know, everybody's missing the mark. Look into these skins that these players are playing on. How do you police something that you do not own or operate? How can you run a network if you're not in charge of the entities? Poker King is a lone wolf and the hen, and the hen house is WPN. Again, Poker King is not owned or operated by WPN. Once again, look into Poker King, you'll find what you're looking for. So I don't know who owns Poker King. It sounds like it's Russian-based, uh, and it sounds like that's where a lot of these bot farms are uh, are making their way in to infiltrate. Mm -hmm. So not really sure how much WPN is able to police that, 
are currently trying to police that, are looking into that, are sweeping it under the rug. You know, we don't have these answers. So then why license it? Well, we don't know. I don't even know that it's licensed. We have no idea what the fuck is going on. That's my point, right? This is all speculation. Uh, this is... It's crazy that someone else can just use your skin and like... I think that happens all the time. Natural 8 is a skin of GG and I'm not sure what their deal is, but I think that there's some segregation there. Right, especially since it originated as app based. When you create the skin, you can play. You play with the entire pool, right? Or how does that work? I I think it also depends. Yeah. Because uh, you remember, I mean, I'm drawing on my own memory here, so I'm not like by Empire any story. Poker. Empire Party. They would yeah. have they would have uh, separate tournaments, but the same cash tables. Okay, that's right. Yeah. Right. So you would be in segregated mm -hmm. pools for MTTs. You'd play like a 500 re-entry, 20k uh, nightly, and then Party would have like you know 215. Uh, 50k nightly. Or Wasn't Lock Poker that. like part of something like that too? Like, Lock was on a network of some sort. Black Chip or something. Black Chip is a part of WPN. Um, I I don't remember what network Lock was on. Um, it, it really doesn't matter. Almost all networks have skins. Yeah. Uh, it's just Maybe a matter it was cake. of cake. Something yeah, like that. I, I do remember cake. Um, almost all networks have skins. And whenever you were talking about like the very small networks, like you were, all, I, I think that there was a point where you were able to get your own personal skin. Like it might have been the cake network where you could actually just have your own skin. And uh, it was basically the way that they did affiliates. But the player pools were different. No, I think they were yeah, the same. I think they were the same. I, I, I think the player pools were the same. Uh, they were just opening your skin. So it was like them giving you a white label and you could just put whatever graphics on it yeah. you wanted to, to brand yourself. Um, but at the end of the day, it was overseen by the entire network, which it seems as though that may or may not be true with regards to WPN and King, uh, Poker King. So, you know, this is something that, this is a question we, we, we should get an answer to. Uh, Nagy hasn't spoken yet. The rumors are that he's going to come out public today. But, you know, would like answers on what the hell uh, PokerKing.com has to do with WPN. And is this, in fact... Uh, a Russian site that is not being overseen from the security team of WPN. We don't know. Don't know, but would love to know. Yeah, right? for sure. Would also love to know why they did away with the countries on ACR. Um, that was something that was uh, not a red flag, so, so to speak, but it was, it was a way for players to kind of raise suspicions. If there were six people from Belarus at your table... <laughs> and you know they're constantly squeezing you out of pots or you know they're playing almost identical like these are red flags for players to be able to police their own environment and like send concerns they did away with that nobody really knows why acr never really gave a reason why they got rid of the country uh label on everybody's um on everybody's screen name so that's something that i think everybody would like an answer to in some sort of capacity uh you know, I, I think that to some degree people would like an answer to why chat disappeared. Um, that's probably not super important, but it is telling if, you know, the people that you suspect never engage in chat. Right, yeah. You know, that's that's another very shallow way of kind of looking into it. Um, I, I want to read Patrick Howard's tweet. I was trying to get him on today, but he was feeling under the weather, so uh, we couldn't make it happen. But he said, ACR does in fact have a major bot problem. I'm disappointed that the security team cannot see this when so much work in discovering these bot rings has already been done for them by members of the community. There is enough evidence at this point that it would only take me about 10 minutes to convince any reasonable person beyond reasonable doubt that ACR has many bots at low to mid stakes. 
However, to share this information publicly would also educate bot rings on how to avoid detection in the future. I can sort of understand the thinking behind proposing the challenge, uh, referring to what Moneymaker did, um, but it's totally unnecessary will only further erode players' trust in game integrity. Wholeheartedly agree. The sense I get from ACR Poker is that they are trying to keep the game safe, but they simply don't have the resources to do that right now. If ACR is serious about solving the problem, please, please reach out to me. My DMs are open. P.S. Please consider liking this post for visibility. Um, the big thing I want to touch on here that I think is getting overlooked is that so much of this uh, stuff from security is falling through the cracks. And that's what's really bothersome to me and this is across the board this is regulated sites unregulated sites major players like gg acr stars party uh minor players like you know uh ignition or or whatever global for example right the players have been so fucking diligent in policing these games themselves over the last six to 18 months we've caught so much nefarious activity way more than the 15 years prior, mm -hmm. right? I remember people used to always say back in like the day, like, oh, yeah, I don't, I don't play on online poker because I don't laugh at trust them. it, right? Yeah, you used to no. laugh at them. Oh, no, yeah, but, but like a lot of people are like, oh, come on, like it's not that bad. But who knows how bad it's been and how bad it is now? And it's probably just, like you said, it's getting more and more right. sophisticated. I think, first, I think frustration is probably the right word. And, and the, the most frustrating part, I think, is the fact that he mentions here that in 10 minutes... He could convince any reasonable person yeah. beyond a reasonable doubt that ACR right. has many bots. How is it that this person can do that in 10 minutes? And again, you know, we're taking his word for it. How is it that security isn't all over this? Maybe they are. That's the thing. Maybe, yeah. it, maybe it's not a matter of convincing them right. that it exists. It's about actually solving the problem. Mm -hmm. that, like, he's not offering a solution. Not, well, maybe he is. I'm not sure. But like, more specifically, he's just saying, like, I can demonstrate the problem. Right. And that's, you know, step one. And that's what the community has been doing time and time and time again. I said yesterday that the consistent theme of security issues online is that so much is falling through the cracks. Players are now forced into a full-time job of being on the neighborhood watch while also paying the rake. Yeah. Right? We've all become fucking Scruff McGruff here. <laughs> you know? It's like... Scruff McGruff, yeah, Chicago, Illinois. I knew it was coming. 60652. <laughs> Can't help themselves. So, uh, what the fuck's going on? Right. Like, that, that's not okay that hundreds of players are sussing out thousands of accounts that are potentially taking millions out of the player pool. Mm -hmm. And security's kind of going like, whoops. Never saw that one coming. Yeah. You know, and it's one of those things where it's like, maybe this has always just been the case, but they were a lot better at, or, or maybe the community was just not really in a position, technologically speaking, to be sharp enough to detect this stuff. But the fact is the cat's out of the bag now. We as players seem to be pretty close to being on par with what the security team knows at least as far as detection goes, right? Mm -hmm. We're probably nowhere near as sophisticated as they are with policing and with being able to actually use the tech. But when it comes to identifying out-of-line play, when it comes to identifying things that just don't add up, yeah. we have more resources available to us now than we ever have. Being able to run 100,000 hands through hand-to-note or millions of hands and then seeing all the anomalies it's pretty easy. I love that. That's great. It's pretty easy now. <laughs> kind of wearing the same kind of... Same right. 
it's pretty easy for us to hold security's uh, feet to the fire. And, you know, now we're talking about what possible solutions do we have moving forward? I truly think, and I know that this may not be practical, and I know I might not be the guy to lead it because, again, my feet aren't in the arena. You know, I'm very much in live. But it's really difficult for us to continue to show up, even if it's your livelihood, even if it's like the way that you're making money. I get it. I empathize with you. But if you continue to show up, as Pads mentioned, if you continue to show up without these sites acknowledging that they need a full overhaul and actually following through and doing that, then we are absolutely drawing dead. Right. So it's, it, it, to me, this is just as simple of a solution as I shouldn't say simple because it implies that like they're just overlooking and not doing it, but it's as simple of a process as what I suggested with HCL, like get your affairs in order. And the difference here is that we as customers can actually hold their feet to the fire. So with ACL, it's like the only thing you can do is not watch. Right. Right. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. And yeah, that'll, that'll hurt them. But like, you know, whatever, we're all here to see the circus. We're all here to see the car crash. If people are going to cheat on live stream, we want to fucking watch it. Yeah. You know, like it, it's, it almost goes the other way where we're rooting for shit like Jack four to happen because it gives us something to do and something to talk about. But in this instance, like we can actually speak with our pocketbooks. If you're a reg on these sites and they aren't doing anything to address these issues, to issue refunds at, you know, on mass, like thousands, if not tens of thousands of dollars to the affected parties. If that stuff doesn't happen, you need to withdraw your funds. You just collectively all need to withdraw your funds for some temporary period of time. Make or if you have them- the ability to play live, right? Yeah, of course, but but it's not it's not just about going to play elsewhere. It's with withdrawing your funds decreases their liquidity. It absolutely puts them in the pinch. Mm-hmm. It, it, where it, hurts. it demonstrates to them that enough is enough, right? Leaving your funds on there sitting dormant doesn't have the same impact. Right. Their liquidity is there's no run on the bank. You know, it doesn't mm-hmm. stress their payment processing. It doesn't stress their liquidity pool. It doesn't it doesn't signal to them like I'm not I may not come back. Yeah. Right? But withdrawing your funds does. And if if we can cut into their liquidity pools by some percentage in the short term, you bet your ass you're going to see some corrective mm-hmm. measures taking place. Whether it's in the form of refunds, whether it's in the form of uh you know demonstrating higher stronger security to us, whether it's even in the form of like figuring out a way to be a little bit more transparent. I know it's a touchy subject. Like you never want to let the, the crooks get ahead of the good guy by, you know, divulging. And even Patrick said that in his tweet, like I would say it publicly, but then it just allows more people to bot. So it's like, I get it. It's sensitive, but we need more. We need quarterly reports demonstrating what actions have been taken in detail, right? I want to know how many people were caught RTAing on your site. I want to know how many people were caught colluding on your site. I want to know how many people were caught, uh, you know, running bots on your site. And you don't have to release names. You know, I know that that probably is uh, is putting you in harm's way when it comes to legality. But like, you can release data. You can release the numbers. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to know how much money was taken out of the player pool 
in a nefarious way and what you plan on doing to to pay us back because as pad stated so eloquently they're not stealing from the site they're stealing from us right until the site pays it back it's the community that's being stolen from and that's the biggest issue that i see with this which you know it's not practical i know that nobody's gonna fucking pull their funds i know that (laughs) acr sunday is gonna pop off as usual but at some point the people who are sharp in this industry have to kind of say enough is enough and and find a way to temporarily shut them down i'm not calling for the end of online i don't think that you know you should you should never play again i don't think you should feel like your your money is not safe there because largely we have solved a lot of problems throughout the decade you know i don't think we're going to run into another issue like full tilt where the funds aren't segregated. Mm-hmm. I don't think that we're in. We'll find out if there's a run on the bank. On Correct. The That's true. We'll find out that, part quick. Is, that part is very true. Yeah. I don't think that we're going to see another uh, absolute poker situation where there's an insider who has whole cards revealed and is super using. I don't think those things are going to occur. I think that the structure of these companies have learned from the past and are doing a better job of being above board. But I do think that security is still, you know, riding the struggle bus a bit. And I do think that the advancements in technology are making it such that it's not great to populate these sites. And the thing is, is that if you pull your funds and don't play online for, like, if we community-wide could figure out a way to take a month off, just take a month off, man. Let them figure it the fuck out. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe two because it'll take some time for everybody to, to get, get out of the game or whatever. But take some period of time off, right? What's going to happen is you, you, you drain the bots of their lifeblood, right? You strangle them. They lose their oxygen. There's no yeah. more incentive for them to get in there in soft pools and just pull out five big blinds per hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you, you really do have to incentivize the operators to want to do this, right? Because they're like, you know, the bots create rake for them. Right. The, the bots are stealing from the players, not from them. And if you look at any casino in anywhere, mm-hmm. they have the most elaborate security systems. Why? Because when people cheat the casino, they're stealing from the operators. They're not stealing from, they're not, they're not right. And you just see the massive security to do everything to prevent it. Right. But when there's no incentive, you know, when they're not getting stolen from themselves, then they're less incentive. I mean, obviously they're incentivized. They want their site to be secure. So people come play, but not as much as it was directly coming from them. Correct. Yeah. I I think that's a very good point. Um, And uh, I think the other thing, and we already touched on this a little bit, Guapo, uh, you kind of brought it up. Well, I mean, I I guess like you were kind of insinuating the the boycott maybe uh, a little bit, but um, I think the KYC guidelines, at some point we have to bend as as a community and just kind of like demand it. Yeah. You know, even though it's unregulated and there's nothing from uh, an overseeing governmental party demanding them to to utilize stricter KYC guidelines. I think at this point like it needs to be the next step. We just shouldn't trust our money on sites that don't use proper KYC. Yeah. You should be excited to put in your name, address, driver's license, you know, whatever the fuck they're asking to ensure your identity to be true. Uh and alongside this, we need real names. We absolutely there's yeah. no reason at this point 
to not have real name poker. I get right. it. Everything is always around. We need to protect the Rex. At some point, you need to look around in the dark <laughs> room and realize the Rex ain't there, man. Mm-hmm. You know, the fun money online are people that think that they're still beating the game even though they're losing some amount per, per hundred. <laughs> like, just make it real name poker. We've seen GG do this at high stakes. None of the wrecks there seem to get upset. Bill Perkins is happy to play as Bill Perkins. Yeah. I think maybe he is still gas trader. Uh, I'm not sure. Um, but, like, you know, the point is, is, like, it's just the right next step. KYC, everybody... Try to use real names as much as humanly possible. If you have a... Here, here's the thing. If you have a strong KYC guideline, then you can use discretion with real names. Yeah. You know? You can make it such that, like, oh, this guy's a really big VIP who doesn't want his identity revealed, but the consumers have confidence that we know our customers, and therefore, like, we're going to let him use his alias. Yeah. And sure, it'll signal to everybody that this guy's probably a bit of a whale or a VIP. Who cares? He doesn't care. Probably. He doesn't care. No. <laughs> you know? He knows like, who he is. Yeah, this is, yeah. This is all a good step in the, next, or in the right direction. Um, so I, I think that these are reasonable, I guess. Reasonable solutions. Are they enough? I don't know. It's never enough. <laughs> sure. But, you know, you can always strive to be better. And always this, strive this, this to, is, to make it more secure. This is just my perspective right? from somebody who's not mm-hmm. out there battling on these streets yeah. of things that will make life a lot easier for new consumers. Like mm-hmm. if you were targeting me, somebody who does not play online, to come play on your site, these are things that would make me feel better. Yeah. Do we know what the like legality is of like is there any punishment for the people that are creating these bots probably not because they're in different countries or like there's not i think you can't really punish somebody i think how do you disincentivize someone from being a creating a bot farm i think it has more to do with where the actual company is running from maybe yeah well also just like it's very difficult to create a bot farm if it's very difficult to create an account if there are a lot of hoops right. to jump through to create oh, an account, sure. it's hard to create thousands of accounts. Yeah. And now those accounts become a lot more valuable. So mm-hmm. then the next step of security that we have to worry about is real people actually selling their accounts, mm-hmm. right? Like that becomes a problem. So now yeah. maybe you institute like the the random camera checks where people have to play with uh, a, a camera on them. And look, there are get arounds there too. But if you're using, if you have strong KYC guidelines, you're using real names and they have to randomly have uh, camera checks, it's going to be really difficult to fake an identity, mm-hmm. right? Because yeah. the thing is, if you just have aliases with no KYC, then I just need a human to yeah. show up on camera. Mm-hmm. And I can hire a fucking college kid for $25 an hour <laughs> to sit there for six hours and then just have another college kid rotate in. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's not that difficult. Yeah, uh, It's an easy desk job, to say the least. But when you, when you couple all of these things together... I think you add layers of security that are actually quite strong and make it at least more difficult for a lot of these problems that are continually here. You know, these bots, this has been an issue, especially on ACR, but uh, there was a bot ring found on GG as well. Um, I can't remember who sent me the screenshot, but basically like he was saying like, look, this bot ring which there may be overlap from was found on GG and I know that it was a bot ring because I got a refund. Uh, so like these refunds come through and like, you know, we don't hear enough about it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that is, is probably a strong step in the next direction. Uh, I, I want to wrap this a little bit uh, circling back to the influencer stuff. I think Rob Kuhn put out a good message later last night, kind of 
you know, deflecting off of what he may have originally said or what Apollo said with regards to like, we don't even know if these are bots, yada, yada, yada. Um, I think that this response is more of what we're looking for from the ambassador side. But most importantly, like, look, I, I, I speak to Rob quite frequently offline. He's very, very diligent about getting this to the higher ups. Like, I promise you that we want to villainize all these people, but like they're doing what they can. I'm certain of that as, as tone deaf as the message from Ebony and Chris may have been, especially because like, they're not tech people. They're not on the in inside of security. So like, they're just kind of talking out of pocket to save face for the company. That's not what we want. We don't want to shill, right? We want somebody who recognizes there's a fucking problem tells us like, look, I'm escalating this as best that I possibly can. Mm -hmm. And whatever comes of it, like, I'm going to ride or die with you guys at the end. Like, that was what Pads was speaking to with regard to his stance when he was at party. And this is more in line with the messaging that Rob put out yesterday. He said, yeah. look, we welcome anybody with open arms who has information. We all have one goal in mind, prevent cheating at all costs. If you believe you can help or have accounts you believe cheated, please reach out to me or other team pros. A collective group of minds and data is only going to be as beneficial for all of us. Uh, to help the cause and safety for online poker. Much love, everyone. And there's another aspect of this that I think is really unfair. And, uh, you know, a lot of other conversations have spawned off of it. But the notion of being a team pro is not the same as being a consultant. Yeah. And I think we overlap those two quite frequently. I think that this position needs to be kind of reimagined as being consultants. Right? If that's going to be the expectation from the community and these guys are going to burn on the cross because like, look, across the board, these ambassadors are getting crucified for either not speaking or delivering the worst fucking messaging that you could imagine. <laughs> and then the company not having the wherewithal to say, like, bro, bro, no, don't say that. You know, Don't mm -hmm. offer a reward for people to come bot on our site. No, the opposite's happening. Like somehow they're, <laughs> you know, Nagy's like, singing a, a jingle bells tune and saying like yeah bring them all out like jingle bells bought some fell like what the fuck is going on here you know what i mean um pull that fox and tweet up again i i don't have it but uh i do remember i wanted to touch on it i literally just deleted it sorry oh, damn it that's okay um but the sentiment was uh, oh that, yeah yeah that's yeah. right that's what i wanted to touch on uh before I get to that, I do want to I, I want to address um, a couple more with regards to the ambassador. So Bonomo tweeted uh, replying to pads, and this is something that I don't think we really even covered very well when it happened. I, I mean, I guess like we weren't really even a podcast when these were popping off, but even in hindsight, when we were talking about the Jake Ali stuff, yeah, uh, we probably didn't cover this deeply enough. Bonomo said. Uh, Huge kudos to, to Pads for speaking out. I want to remind people what Gigi's response was after the scandal where Jake Ali and their horses were colluding and RTing on a massive scale. Quote, unquote, and I didn't know this at the time, but this is a wild statement. The security team did not enforce any of these rules on Blade because it was an invitational private event. So to give some perspective, back in COVID times, I believe, um, and this overlaps with Jake, Ali, Bryn, and everybody who was accused of the sort. Uh, there were 20, 25 Ks popping off regularly, like five, six, seven of them a day. Um, and there was one specific VIP who I believe lost like somewhere between 25 and 30 million over that time oh, through right. those events. So it was one of the biggest EV events that the high rollers had ever seen. And a lot of people swung hard. There were some big winners and some huge losers chasing that EV throughout the, throughout the course of it. 
Uh, but in the midst of it, obviously, Jake and Ali were RTAing the whole thing. And when that was later discovered, basically what Gigi said is like, look, we didn't actually orchestrate any of these events. Uh, this was all handled behind the scenes and organized by Bryn, by the VIPs, uh, and, and others who wanted these games to run, and they ran privately. Which is very unfair because they were public to register. Anyone could have played them. Wow. It wasn't yeah. like a private group, number one. Mm -hmm. And number two, I think the bigger point that uh, Bonobo makes is no one ever told us that the game integrity wasn't going to be upheld. Right? It wasn't, it wasn't known that they weren't going to enforce the rules on these private events. Had that been known ahead of time, everybody would have cheated or not played or whatever the case may yeah. be, right? So effectively, like this is another instance where I think response matters so fucking much. And more importantly, these sites just need to do better, right? Like you can't say that we didn't enforce the rules. Instead, you have to say like, fuck, we're going to have to come out of pocket millions of dollars here to make this right. And in the future, that will force... If we hold them to that standard, where they come out of pocket millions of dollars to make right what Jake and Ali stole in that scenario, then in the future, that will force higher integrity on their side so that they don't have to fucking refund right. all this money. Yeah, they don't want to do that. Right, of course. It hurts the bottom line. Mm -hmm. And like, look, I, I think... I think GG, I think ACR, I think Party, Stars, WSOP, I truly believe, BetMGM, I truly believe they all want to grow the game. And I truly believe that they're heavily invested in doing things that are going to bring more eyes, not less, to the game. But I don't think that they're doing what they need to do right now to clean up their own house. I think largely across the board, you know, when I kind of mentioned uh, with the hacking that like certain crumbs are just going to fall through the cracks. And luckily, the community is there to provide service and uh, offer up some sort of response. The problem is too many crumbs are falling. Like, it's, it's not crumbs anymore. It's mm -hmm. full cookies. Yeah. And it feels as though uh, we're the ones that are kind of getting raked over the coals. Um, the last thing, uh, I didn't really want to get into this, but... Well, there's I, Foxins. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, all right, I'll, I'll talk about this before I jump to the last thing. Uh, so Foxen basically says, I basically play zero online poker anymore because I can't trust the legitimacy of the game. Uh, it's an extremely sad reality, right? That's the other thing that you can kind of look to. When, it, when you think of world-class players, less a handful of exceptions, you know, the, the true goats of the online world, Linus, um, you know, uh, I guess he doesn't even really play much anymore, but like Red Baron, uh, the, the handful of guys that are... Uh, uh, make Finn, the handful of guys that are out there battling high stakes day in and day out, right? There are so few of them, maybe a dozen, right? A dozen known players that are willingly choosing to show up day in and day out and battle the highest stakes, right? And maybe there are hundreds whenever you really look at it and include MTTs and, uh, you know, whatever else the case may be. But when, when we zoom out and we say, who are the biggest names in poker who are the people that we trust implicitly who are the people that lifetime are the largest winners the vast majority of them mostly play live now if not exclusively mm -hmm. right and that should be a telltale sign that a live is softer which we knew already but b part of the reason why it's softer is because you just can't overcome all these extenuating circumstances right it's so hard to overcome the rake, the bots, the collusion, 
the RTA, like this is a very challenging thing, you know? Uh, and, um, you know, I, I think that it goes maybe overlooked that somewhere along the lines, ambassadors actually did stand up for what they believed in. Guys like Ike, Kanu, Vicky Corey, uh, they, they left stars. And they left it over something that was just like stealing EV from a certain group of players with the Supernova Elite. Yeah. It wasn't over cheating. It wasn't right. over all this stuff. No. And I guess like that's the last point that I want to make is that um, you know I, I think that I, I didn't want to bring it up because like I just kind of disagree with a lot of it. But I got tagged in the thread, and that's unfortunate <laughs> because now I'm going to talk about it. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so, you ever want Berkey to talk about something? Just tag him in a thread. Well, to be fair to <laughs> to be fair to Vanessa, she didn't tag me. Somebody else tagged me in it. But uh, now I, I kind of do feel obligated to com comment on it. Um, so essentially, like, you know, she, she put out two very long threads kind of calling these sites into question. A lot of it was just raking GG over the coals, uh, which I understand. But let's, let's be abundantly clear here. Like, there are some points that I agree with, some points that I disagree with. But, like, these threads are so fucking tone deaf. Like, you were an ambassador for ACR and did not leave when, when, uh, when Nagy was, like, demonstrated to have just like been way fucking out of line with WePro and others like sexual and just you know behavior that is just absolutely unacceptable for somebody who's leading a company and your message is like largely uh supporting women uh, a feminist and you know wanting to do what's right you didn't leave then you know you didn't you didn't walk from the check you were a part of GG as an ambassador and you push back really hard there and you know or i guess maybe she wasn't an ambassador maybe she was uh an affiliate but again even after all that was said and done there were tweets that surfaced it or surfaced a, a lot of uh other information like she was still affiliating for them so I, I don't i don't think that it does any good to drag these companies and imply that you know they are all pieces of shit who only care about the bottom line, especially if we're all willing to take a check. You know what I mean? Um, so I, I think like, you know, now she's a part of stars and she's basically saying like the, the places that I would be most confident to play would be uh, poker stars, party poker. And I do believe WPT is a quality brand. And it's like, well, those are the three sites that either you're currently a part of or haven't <laughs> been a part of yet that are still major players. And I, I just, I think that it becomes a little bit tone deaf whenever we're doing, you know, a total disservice to people who are looking out for their own bottom line. Like people are going to play GG and ACR because they can fucking win there. They're the softer sites. They have more, they have more volume, right? In spite of everything that's going on, there are still people that are winning there. We have to acknowledge that. Mm -hmm. We can't just like jump on our soapbox and just be like, oh, the morally right thing to do is to give your business to the people that, uh, you know, don't allow you. First of all, we don't know what the fuck is going on at Stars Party and, and the like, you know, because we're not, they don't have the same traffic. GG has 70% mm -hmm. of the market share. ACR is, you know, not far behind. Stars is still a major player, but again, like, it's easy to, to, to encourage people to give like stars and bet MGM business because they're regulated in the United States. Mm -hmm. I don't know how much of that carries over to the rest of the world, but there's a reason like they're not getting the same traffic that they used to. It's not because they're more secure, right? Like let's be clear. So I do think it's important to hold everybody accountable 
but also understand that we're all on the same fucking team. You know, we're, we're all as much as as much of a problem as I've had with Nagy in the past and as uh, horrible of behavior that he's displayed that I condemn at the end of the day, I still believe ACR is like a really fucking important player to the, the poker ecosystem. Mm-hmm. Like a major, it has major to be. It has to be with catalyst. All the yeah. Yeah. It's a major catalyst to online poker surviving. So is GG. It does not fight us, or it does not hurt, help us to make enemies of them and, and force them to, you know, basically dismiss us completely and just do, do what they're doing. Because the fact of the matter is, if they don't care about growth and all they care about is just running this thing to zero, but making as much as humanly possible in the meantime, which for what it's worth, Stars has been guilty of in the past. So let's not let anybody off the hook here. If that's all they care about, at the end of the fucking day, they're going to do it, regardless of, of what we say. But if we play along nicely and we help, see the, help them see the longer vision here, which I truly do believe a lot of these heads that are behind these sites want to actually see come to fruition. They want to be around in 10 years. They want to own major tours mm-hmm. and you know have a live crossover, have a live presence. They want to be able to have their hands in everything. They want to be like what Party Poker and WPT were in the early 2000s. You know, I, I do believe that that's what they want. If that's the case, then those of us with voices and with the knowledge to be able to help have to cooperate in some sort of capacity. And I'm saying that from a perspective where I'm saying like, look, if you have money on these sites, you should pull it for a short period of time. You should make them feel the squeeze, right? Those two things can coexist. I can still believe in their product and believe in them as, as industry leaders and still hold their feet to the fire and say, well, look, you're not doing enough. Give them a nudge in the right direction on what to do. Yeah, you just hope for the best, right? Like at the end of the day, like these sites are going to do what they want to do. They're going to operate how they see fit. And it's up to us to decide if we want to give them business or not. Yeah. But, you know, it's a really fucking hard thing to just wag your fist and then go play a full Sunday schedule. You don't really accomplish anything there, you know? All right. I hope that that adequately covered uh, what we understand about the biting situation at this time. Um, And I know this has been going on for a while, but I do want to get to today's in the muck. So let's lighten the mood a little bit. uh, And let's, uh, let's potentially roast the tortoise here. Oh boy. All right, here we go, Burke. Back in the muck. Welcome. At the jewel. You still haven't left, huh? No, you know, I mean, I'm I'm in and out. I'm in and out. You know? <laughs> okay, okay. These hands just keep coming up. Sometimes you just win, and it's so easy. And then sometimes you just... <laughs> there you go. If you want to head down, Tortoise needs I'll action. be there tonight. Incredible. Bro's just doxing, mm-hmm. the, uh, doxing the jewel out here. I think that's okay. I think the jewel wants to be doxed. Um, so... Uh, playing two, three at South point, the jewel. And, uh, we got a straddle on the button. Now we didn't put that on the, um, on the, uh, replayer, replayer. Can't but, do yeah, it. yeah, I can't do it. Okay. So a couple limps, uh, I make it 20 with the ace jack, the straddler on the button calls and everyone else folds. And we go to a very, very advantageous flop for me. What do we is, know about uh, about our villain? 
our villain is seems to be kind of crazy. She she was just like playing a lot of hands, kind of just you know splashing around and you know just like uh, saw me like bluff a couple times and seemed like she wanted to get me. I don't know. So uh, she, I uh, I go ahead and lead for 20 continue yeah i continue for 20 and uh she raises mm. and at this point in my mind i'm like hmm, i don't know i think maybe a call is right but like you know if she just has a jack board you know maybe like over cards can come and i cannot i don't get it all or or maybe she thinks i'm re-bluffing and she just goes for it you know a lot of different things can happen yeah when i, I think put in I, that I think third out of position bet. here i think out of position here i think i just call mm -hmm. yeah i mean i think it's totally reasonable but like also you know it's just like i don't know she it, it, it i i felt like getting the money now was 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 the right approach so i go ahead and make it 200 and sure enough just rips it in all you can eat and i snap call and the run out comes and i am showed the seven deuce offsuit or mm. trip deuces <laughs> okay she was so happy to turn that hand over of course fuck you <laughs> that is a real fuck you hand oh um, man all right what 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 are you in the muck about i i the in the i'm in the muck about uh how to approach like the flop play okay obviously so right my perspective here is like we're we're making pretty big errors mm -hmm. uh and what i really am basing this off of is that these low to mid-state games in my opinion uh are overly passive and under bluffed so even with yeah. your precursor yeah. of mm -hmm. she's trying to get me yeah a lot of times getting you is just flopping bingo right yeah yeah right so uh the seabed i think is good um facing flop raise i would my butthole would clench yeah same here be a, i'd be a little tight you know i'd be a little shook yeah and i get the the desire to like just want to play for it mm -hmm. um but i think you just have better hands to do this with like queens kings aces right uh maybe even less so aces because like there's no need right. to you protect wanted it. to have ace jacked oh yeah that too yeah right. you, you wanted to have some jack x you're also blocked like i guess the big upside to aces would be like you block ace deuce that i was that's i Literally thought that in my mind as right. well. I was like, I block ace. Like, I was like, there, there's one combination of ace deuce. Yeah. Um, well, there's two. Well, the deuce of diamonds is out there. You had. Yeah. I, or did you miss? I, I think maybe that the, the board might be wrong because I remember okay. thinking in the moment that the, she only has one combination. Well, of she ace had deuce. seven deuce off. So like, yeah. She, so she has all the deuce. She has all. The, <laughs> she's a little you know bit what's wider. funny? You know what is, is funny and really, <laughs> you know what really grinds my gears? If she had six deuce offsuit, she probably just folds. But since it's seven deuce, right, right, I'm going to play and get on with the seven deuce. Right. It's seven, like if she has six deuce, which is a better hand than yeah. seven deuce, a higher equity hand than seven deuce. Yeah. Right? She probably just mucks it. But since it's seven deuce, she plays it and then just gets it, the Remind flop. me how the button straddle works. Does the, do the blinds act first? No, they don't. They act. So it, it starts under the gun. Okay, and so then, she should be a little bit tighter, but you know, it's the jewel. So I'm just going to give mm -hmm. her credit for defending her soldiers here pretty wide. Um, and look, here's the thing. You can't make a big error. You're only 80 blinds or 80 straddles effective. Right. The SPR is relatively low. So like stacking off here with top pair, top kicker is not going to be a tremendous error. Mm -hmm. But my general thoughts in these types of games is that I aggress until I get re-aggressed against. Yeah. And then I fear. 
Mm-hmm. I, f- I like just fear fold a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in the macro, this is really good advice. Um, I mean, I'm far be it for me to tell someone how to go play poker, but over bluff and over fold. Yeah. Yeah. Like no, when I you're said playing fear these, fold, you're, you're, you're not implying that you're folding ace jack here. I wouldn't fold the flop, no. but versus a big right. turn barrel, I yeah. would strongly consider it because well the term was a king too so now i can't even be king correct Jack, right so like I, I i thought about that too i was like if i called i was like i could probably get away with this on the turn yeah get, get away from this on yeah because like, you can just logic yeah. your way through where it's mm-hmm. just like what what would she find mm-hmm. a double with here that i beat yeah like is she just going hard with queen jack jack 10 you know it probably like, not. it felt like she wanted to do that on the flop yeah you can convince yourself right. of that that's why yeah. you put the three bet in and then you yeah. get jammed on but like yeah. now you get jammed on you feel real bad mm-hmm. or at least you should yeah. uh the second thing i would note is i would probably size a little bit differently um when you three bet the flop mm-hmm. because you don't really leave yourself a lot of room to fold yeah maybe just like click just click yeah i mean like uh, 175 maybe i mean i guess like you make it 200 yeah. There's 450 in the pot. She jams for three. She's jamming for three quarters pot. You could have some folds, I guess. Yeah, it's close. I would personally probably go like, yeah, like 175. Yeah, I am. I'm splitting hairs. Here. Right, of course. Yeah. Um, but I, I get. I get what you're saying. I understand. But I would I like to have the, some the, bluffs. The, the sentiment of what you're saying. Yeah, I would like to have some bluffs, and mm-hmm. I would also like to discourage getting jammed on. So the deeper we can leave her. You know, like the closer yeah. to pot, the right. less likely she is to just rip. Right. Um, but I guess if you're targeting a worse jack, maybe uh, that that becomes a little bit less of a concern. Mm-hmm. Let's take a look at the wizard and see uh, how it feels about your play. How's the wizard feel? Oh! Hey, what do you look know? Look at that! Oh, man, what? Okay. That, is that a green check mark? It is. You got a green check mark next to your okay, hand. Okay, well, let's find out why. Oh, look at this. Oh, man, I'm the wizard right now. <laughs> Oh my god, it's so brutal. Okay, so to give you guys an idea of how oh, I set this man. sim up. Um, man, the wizard would just get crushed in live. No, it would just wrecked. No. Just absolutely wrecked. No, it would not. It would kill. Uh, to it give would you, crush. To give you guys an idea of how uh-huh. I set this sim up, um, uh, essentially, we had to manufacture some things here, right? Because the button is a straddle, so it's going to be right. closer to a big blind defense range. So what I did is I took the, the prefill range of um, 200 big blind nine-handed live so i'm correct with an asterisk <laughs> yeah sort of no, i, I think mean i'm right i'm i mean i just well, I, we'll we'll show you why uh told you i am the sim we'll show you why you're wrong pretty quickly okay uh you'll see you'll, you'll be able to identify pretty quickly in this <laughs> yeah. but anyway i took the pre-fill range from uh gto wizard for 200 uh big blinds live mm-hmm. which is uh as you can see 10 percent rake up to two big blinds and then for the button range uh, we actually pulled this from us at Solve for Y. Uh, so I have a 8 max 100 big blind plus anti range. This is like the widest defense range that I could find. And that was <laughs> that was basically what I was looking for. Is like, what's a jewel range? Here? What's, is there a 7 deuce in there? Mm-hmm. Right. So, well, it's close. So we took the big blind defense range. If there was an anti and the open was only to 2.5x, which Lamanna actually opened to 3.5x. Uh, so we took this range and what we landed with was this sim ultimately um as you can see brian Cbet here is pure uh he doesn't really do any checking so quarter that one right yeah so quarter pot here is pretty good uh and and be mindful of like what the spr is because it's a straddled pot Mm -hmm. and because there were limpers who folded they're arriving at the flop with only an spr of seven so stacking off here isn't like 
insane right by any stretch of the imagination like you're pretty close you're, you're pretty close to a three bet pot mm -hmm. spr yeah um that's a byproduct of you only being 80 straddles effective to start mm -hmm. uh so as you can see she does play a fair amount of raises to the size chosen so about 15 percent of her range is going to raise uh her 2x is like very weird in the sense that like king 2 10 2 just go pure and then there's a lot of trapping with like ace deuce queen deuce jack deuce nine deuce Damn. um where the offsuit variety of ace deuce just like starts to pure pile right so it, it wants to go pretty hard and then the lower 2x uh starts to get after it i think these seven deuces isn't in there yeah, seven it's deuce, the only one even seven deuce suited didn't <laughs> didn't find its way yeah. in uh it's very unlucky for you uh, um but you know she has plenty of 2x if yeah. she's playing close to a big blind defense so she does do a lot of raising and we can see that most of that does come from the trips range uh she'll also have a lot of jack x and then her bluffs are going to come from like over cards like king queen suited uh you know hands like a little bit i mean she's not really gonna have ace queen off but like a little bit of like ace eight suited with a back why wouldn't door. she have ace queen off I think she would three bet it sometimes mm. or a lot of the times anyway. Mm -hmm. um, uh, no. And then, you know, like <laughs> other backdoor hands that mix call raise fold, like queen eight suited. Uh, you know, like I said, we have a lot of Jack X here in the raising range. So the raise is very reasonable. As you see Brian's response, then he actually three bets here quite a bit. Hey, oh, and it's, it's the range that I suggested it would be right. No, I was thinking, I was like, what would the wizard do here? And I right. was just like, and you, you know what? It. The wizard would probably three bit. So that's what I'm going to hey, do. Hey Matt, as yep. a newcomer to, um, to G2 a wizard and mm -hmm. also just to Sims in general. Yep. Is node locking a thing here where we could actually start to like say, okay, well this person isn't capable of having these hands and is definitely capable of having these. Hands. In other words, is there a way to like, expand it to say okay she does have seven deuce here oh yeah you can just add it to the preflop range of mm -hmm. course so uh, you just add it to the preflop range and then that will give you a different output as to maybe what it won't change it, a thing uh, it, you don't think so no it's just so, a few more combinations of seven right deuce, but it's um, I'm, so, brian it, it, would it, still it, it, need to like and raise it, it's, it's not that relevant because in at the time i wasn't putting seven deuce in her range it, it yeah it really yeah. doesn't matter what's more important yeah. is if we wanted to truly node lock this and mm -hmm it would demonstrate Brian now making a mistake is if we took all of her two X and painted this as all raises. So if she pure raises all of her two X and never so traps now his raise right. is horrible. He's the, I right. mean, it's going you know, to like start mixing folds with ace Jack, right? Exactly. She, look how yeah. much two X she has. Yeah. And then if you start adding in offsuit combos, mm -hmm. like it becomes even further, but it's just like, it's hard to think that she has that much two X. Correct. Obviously, uh, that that's reasonably true. Mm -hmm. So Brian's three bet size is reasonable. Um, nice. Uh, the wizard actually went a little bit larger. A little bit larger? Yeah. Uh, leaving about 66% pot behind instead of 75%. Um, and then, of course, uh, whatever... <laughs> this is this is how you'll know that you fucked up. <laughs> because she jams seven deuce, right? So she stuffed a deuce in your eye. Right. Find me the deuce that jams. Yeah. Yeah, it, it doesn't exist. It's not not in theory land, right? Like the thing is, is whenever you... why would you on a jack deuce Correct. deuce rainbow when you get right? Like you're just gonna fold out everything. To... Well, because you don't have a deuce, right? And when you do, you mostly play well. You exclusively play trap because you have so yeah. little of it, right? So your your three bets to call off mm -hmm. are just pairs that want to protect. Yeah. It's exactly what I said. It was. It's mostly queens and kings. Right a little bit of aces yeah. and then a little bit of ace jack. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you have some like bluffs that are happy to like three bet fold. Right. So like ace king suited because it can realize really well through this. It can just turn a 10, a queen, an ace, a king and just like be all in on the turn. That's right. a nice one. Yep. Um, you know, some of these backdoor hands like ace 10, same thing. Uh, like ace seven suited with a backdoor flush draw. 
you know, these are just basically playing to round out range. So her jam should not be nutted. Right. Her jam should fall in line with the similar of what your three bets are. Hands mm-hmm. that want to protect. Like Ace Jack is just going to play for stacks here. It's not going to call and trap. It's not going to call and let an overcard fall. You know, it's just all in. Like whatever. Mm-hmm. It's happy to get your bluffs to fold. It's happy to, um, you know, f- force you into a weird situation because, like, when we see your call offs, ah, actually, yeah, I'm not really sure why Ace Jack jams. It doesn't do well versus your calls. Right? Like, yeah. it's just losing to all your calls. It's losing yeah. or chopping, but maybe it just, like, loses more EV by, by playing call. Um, yeah, I'm not really sure. I, I, honestly, it's probably just that the pot is so big that the amount of times that you have Ace Jack, it's worth it to put the money in. Maybe, yeah. Um, or, you know, the times you have. Uh, whatever bluffs like king queen for example mm-hmm. denying equity to king queen is good yeah. uh so that that's that's probably why it arrives at a jam there um and then yeah you you have a pure call off so you didn't make any mistakes good job, B. thank you well when Uh-oh. she starts jamming to uh, let, 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 let's just let's just change one thing real quick here okay let's uh let's look and see what happens whenever she she starts ripping all of her 2x that's made it this far and by the way this is uh a fraction of the 2x that she'll actually have. So right. what you're doing right now is... Is this node locking? Yeah. Okay. So we now, don't know that she pure jams them all. Well, we don't know that, but we also know that she has way more twos than this. So whether she pure jams or not, this should be adequate to... You only had seven deuce and ace deuce. That was the only two she's... Right, had. right. Everything else suited, not suited, doesn't matter at all. No. just hits the muck pre. Yep. Okay. So now we've locked our... Uh, how did I miss the queen deuce? Let's go back to the lock. My bad. Whoopsie, that's true. Yeah, there we go. Uh, I don't know how I skipped over those to begin with, but all right, let's lock her for jamming all 2x. Uh, alongside the other hands that, you know, she jams at some frequency, the bluffs, mm-hmm. the, the ace jack, the king queens, whatever. Uh, okay, so now let's see how you respond. You might start folding. No, no, the response is the same. Wow. I'm, uh, I'm a little surprised. I wonder if by locking her to jam all of those if it changes your check raise though yeah i think your check raise frequency drops a bit uh so you see kings actually goes up king starts to check raise more uh but ace jack ace so ace jack and ace jack suited actually decreases Mm. so you just you know basically play the game of uh i don't have many combos of these and so i want to exploit the times that she has a jack because yeah. that's still within her range. Check raise them. Right. Now, if we lock this further and we took out like her ever jamming a jack or a bluff, right? If we just like take well, out, yeah. If we take out all of these, yeah. Uh, oops, fold. The so fold. God damn it. 100%. Sorry. Uh, fold king queen. Fold king queen. Um, what other bluffs are there? These are all jack X, fold ace four, fold ace three. Oh, let's have her jam ace deuce off. I missed that one. <laughs> uh, and then let's have her call like the other. If we have her call all the jack X. Jacks, yeah. This should change your strategy quite a bit, I would you imagine. You would think. All right. Jack eight. Yeah, whatever. So now I would suspect that she's imbalanced to the point where you can't, where I can't, you can't, I can't really put play top pairs properly no, any longer. Yeah, I agree. 
So yeah, your call off range still remains the same. Mm -hmm. um, but I would suspect that we would go back here and see your raising frequencies decrease. Uh, interesting. Doesn't ace jack decreased a ton, but yeah. queens went up. It's interesting. Yeah, queens went up because the because and aces disappeared. Yeah. So aces no longer, no longer wants to because it doesn't need protection. So, right. Exactly. And uh, the best board for aces you can get. Like, yeah, and it's going to just yeah. serve like pretty well as a bluff catcher because basically by it jamming king queen folds, but by it calling king queen still in and can mm -hmm. bluff. Um. I imagine like kings and queens just benefit from king queen folding. Although kings, that doesn't make sense. Maybe it benefits from uh, ace jack calling. That's probably what it is. Mm. All the jack x now calls. Yeah. Right. So these hands just benefit a lot from getting called by worse. And when you get jammed on, you're just getting too good of a price to fold. Yeah, yeah. So that's why your call off range doesn't change because of the depth. But you can see like how much more of an error it becomes now to be aggressive with like the ace jacks, for right. example. Yeah. The ace jack suited still plays pretty aggressive with mm -hmm. the back doors. Because it has bailout equity, yeah. right? But right. the ace jack of spades now almost never three bets. Yeah. So good job. It's not the worst. Not the worst, but the wizard approves. The wizard approves, but uh, in practice, um, you know, be more mindful of uh, the the reaggression. Yeah, mindful is a good word. Mm -hmm. Don't be scared. Just be no. cautious. Be mindful. Yeah. yeah. All right, that's going to do it for us. Uh, this was a very long episode. I appreciate you guys sticking it out. Thank you so much to uh, GTO Wizard, as always, for being the uh, sponsor of In the Muck. We'll be back Monday. We got a lot to talk about. I'm sure things are going to pop off over the weekend. There are still some other um, ancillary topics to the bot farm. There was uh, you know, a, a tweet by Patrick about uh, ignition collusion and some other stuff. So we're going to dig into that a little bit over the weekend as well. Be sure to stay tuned. Sometime next week, we're going to be running a panel to discuss the current state of affairs for online. Would love to have all you guys joining in the chat. Uh, I'm just basically going to mediate and offer up questions to the panel and defer to their authority. So if you have anything you'd like to see asked, head over to our Twitter page at onlyfriends underscore pod be sure to drop us a note there we'll we'll see those for sure uh don't forget that we do have the academy coming up january 15th to the 17th uh there's still a few seats available for that and don't forget that there's a new episode of poker out loud every monday on solve for academy.io thank you guys so much for joining us be sure to like subscribe smash the bell so that you're alerted every time we go live and leave a comment below let us know what you think about the current state of affairs on online we'll be back monday Celebrate a Steeler victory. That's right. Playoffs, Playoffs baby. Playoffs bound, Woo! baby. Let's go. We'll see you all then. Peace. Peace.